Hello, everyone. It's Alex the Fool. And Matt the Fan. The episode you're about to listen to, we recorded three months ago. Yeah, it was February. So the news that Matthew's about to tell you, Doctor Who news, is three months old. So just keep that in mind. But also keep in mind, it's still about the 60th anniversary, so... Nothing's really changed. Because nothing's really happened since. <laughs> right. Once we're in the second half of... The Faceless the Ones. The Faceless Ones, we're back in real time. Enjoy. Love you. This episode's brought to you by the BBC Incidental Music Department. What? So, Alex, I know how much you think, like, doing stuff in your life. So, Alex, how boring is doing stuff in your life? It's so boring. How would you like some... I don't know, random incidental music to just occur during your day-to-day life. I would love it. Say you're at home working and there's just like a rising violin, like a sort of horror thing kind of sound. Oh. Or how about when you open a door and there's just a bit of a do-do-do, like that kind of thing. Would you like all that? Sure. Well, you'll love today's sponsors, the BBC Incidental Music Department. What a name. So, here's what you do. If you sign up, it's a subscription fee. It's a subscription model. Oh, this is new for us. They, uh, they'll send you a speaker, and then just randomly throughout your day, they'll just play music for you. Not, not songs, by the way. Not songs. Sound effects. But sound effects. And it could happen, you know, something tragic might happen for reals in your life, and it might just be like... <laughs> So just be ready for those sorts of things. So so here's how how it works. Go on. Um, You send a postcard to the BBC, and on it you put your address, and they'll send you the box. Excellent. And all you have to do is put coins in the box, and it keeps working. That's a subscription. Oh. So it's... No special code, that's it. BBC doesn't live with codes. What? On with the show. Are you doing? I'm reversing the polarity of the ultrasonic screwdriver's power source. Reverse the polarity. Reverse, reverse, reverse the polarity. I just reverse the polarity. Welcome to the fan of the fool, everyone. I'm the fan, Matt Antonelli. I'm the fool, Alex Cameron. Yeah, Alex Cameron. Matthew Antonelli. Yeah, so we, uh, we've watched some things. Yes. We watched things together. Oh. Um, so we'll get to the episodes that we watched a little later on. But Follow is, the timestamps. Follow the timestamps. But now there's a couple things I need to show you. Go on. In Doctor Who news, Shudigawa has started filming. Ooh. So there's been people out about being like, this is what he looks like. Haven't we just got the next 14th Doctor being what's his name back again? David Tennant. But so is he already done with that? No, he's got to do three episodes, but they got to film the next season. Oh, so they're doing it all together. Yeah. I see. So, you got to get a little variation on his costume. So, he's wearing a... What's he wearing? Oh. He's wearing some extremely high-waisted pants. They are pretty high-waisted. I didn't notice that before. I mean, how could you not notice that? They're, like, right up to where he's just under his chest, and he's got a bright red leather jacket. <laughs> I want to say brown. Yeah, it is more like a dark red brownie type thing. You remember the first time I showed you and he was wearing that, like, brown checkered? Yes. And he had the orange shirt underneath? Yeah. I think he's still kind of got that bit of that orange shirt going on. Right. But this is just a different look. And it looks like it's snowing because it's probably a Christmas special. He looks quite suave, especially with the pose he's doing there as well. And um, this is him with uh, his companion. Okay. That is... A child? Millie Gibson. Okay. Millie Gibson, that's, play, that's you know, like the companion for the series. I, I understand that. She looks extremely young. She probably isn't. She probably... They've made her look like she's 17. Do you want me to Google that? Well, she's Millie acting. Millie Gibson. She's probably been made up to look young. Young or not. 18. 18 years old. Okay, well, there you go. So I was kind of right. Amelia Eve Gibson, born 9th of June 2004. Yep. That's, um, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's this century. Yeah. As opposed to having a 19 in front of... Anyway, it's fine. Everything, everything is fine. She but, was born three years after 9-11. She was born one year before Doctor Who came back. That's pretty weird. <laughs> she was born two years before YouTube started. I like that trench coat. Got some oh. nice runners on. Yeah. 
and that uh, yeah, it's got a nice little. It's pretty high waisted. Well, I mean, he's a young fella. I'm sure he doesn't wear pants like that in real life. Young fella, Shooty Cutler, how old are you? If it's on this side of two thousand, the year two thousand, I'm out. I reckon he's twenty eight. Born fifteenth of October, nineteen ninety two. He's thirty. Thirty. That's not bad. See, I'm older than that. I would still not wear things that high waisted. But he's the doctor. That's true. The doctor was whatever. I mean, did you see the sixth one? The sixth one. Yeah, the sixth doctor. No. Do you want to see his outfit? Or do you want to Is that Riddler Man? No, that's the seventh doctor. Oh, said with <laughs> such dis- disdain. I like the seventh doctor. In fact, I actually do like the sixth doctor. I think he's just mistreated by. Show me, body. show me the outfit quickly. No. There he is. That is. Uh, that's an outfit. By the way, an outfit that the actor did not want to wear, so... Well, yeah, look at his face in that one. In the audio place, he sometimes wears this. And sometimes the, doc- the character's like, oh, that suit's very blue. And everyone's like, oh, he's wearing the blue one. <laughs> Ooh, he's wearing the blue one. Matthew's very spoiler free view of. Audio play. Audio play. All right, I'm going to show you a picture. Does it have the blue suit? Oh, we talked about this. Yeah, no, but I said last week that I was going to listen to it. It's called Doctor Who, The Early Adventures After the Daleks. Starring Carol Ann Ford. So this is set, it's set immediately after the Doctor leaves Susan on Earth. Oh, yes. So from the moment she puts the key down and David's like, come with me. And I still think that key should rock up at some point with someone saying, look what I found. A key. Well, <laughs> that matters. You know what I mean. That'd I be a cool mean. thing. Anyway. Anyway, there's also one. So in the picture, there's a Dalek in the background. There's a Robo Man. There's David Campbell. Um, now, at first, it took me like a few minutes probably to, to lock in because Carolyn Ford, <clears throat> this isn't an old thing. She did this in 2021. Mm. So this is recent. And she's old now. So she doesn't sound like... Young girl Susan. Like the scream is from Susan, now sponsor from last That's week. That's right. Or the week before. Um, but she starts as like the narrator, and then she also plays Susan. So you kind of get it from this. It's like she's retelling the story years later. Okay. So you kind of ease into it. Right, but but it's it's odd because we've heard what she sounds like in the show. Yeah, and it still sounds like her, but it also sounds like her in her like seventies or whatever. As opposed to... After decades of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think she smoked, but yes. But she still sounds quite... She still sounds youngish. Right. So, um, it's just... It's like two and a half hours long. So, it's set like right after. Yep. And so, and all the characters... Like, when I was listening to it, I'm glad we watched this not that long ago. Right. Because Jenny's, you know, remember Negative... Jenny. Jenna. She's in it. Yes, I remember Negative Jenny. And David's in it. And there's a few people, like like characters that we are sort of familiar with that just get fleshed out a lot more. Yep. Because it's, you know, it's like two and a half hours of like oh, this. okay. So, um, Susan's like trying to adjust and the whole world has just gone rid of the Daleks. So there's people who are maybe not so good trying to seize power in that mm-hmm. moment. And so she's trying to work out how involved she's supposed to get because, of course, she has foreknowledge because she's a time traveler. Oh. So she's not like, she's not sure how involved she's supposed to get at this point. And whether the future happened because she was involved or not. That's exactly what one of the things is like. Interesting. And also something that we didn't, I didn't think about when we watched it. David starts to question who she is. So he's like, oh, she stayed with me, but is she human? Like, who is she? That's a good point. And, um... We just accepted it. He was like, I love this child. And, yes. In fact, they do reference the fact that she looks... She says, I'm, mu- I'm much older than what I look. <laughs> so she makes she makes reference to that. Because she is like... she's If she's the same species as the Doctor, she could be like... 
That's a good point. You know, that fifty years old and still looks sixteen or something. That's a nice save. So that's well done, from because imagine <laughs> sixty years later going, how are we going to write this? <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, um, and Jenny's brother is a Robo Man, uh-huh. and so. There's, there's all that extra, like, storyline, like, because there's a bunch of Robo-Men in this, but the Daleks are gone, so they're all just, like, standing around awaiting orders. Oh. So they have to figure out, like, how do they, um... Kind of rescue these people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of creepy. They're just, like, waiting for orders. That they're like, I observe the Daleks awaiting orders. Now, the bad guy in it, he finds a Dalek the one surviving Dalek and kills it in front of everyone to be like, hey, you should vote for me as, like, Prime Minister of the country. So there's a few scenes set in, like, British Parliament. Yep. Where there's people who are like, we need to, like, get a government system, like, up and going again. And he's like, I'm going to take this over. Mine. And then Susan runs against him but he figures out that Susan's not human and then uses that in the election to be like, do we want to trust an alien to this planet when the last aliens, like, tried to kill everyone? Right. And then he does this thing where he calls the Daleks and he's like, I can help you. You want this planet again? Oh. And Susan manages to, like... That escalated quickly. Susan has this whole, like, conflict internally where she's like, I'm not the Doctor and yet the, these people need saving, like, the Doctor needs saving and... So she does like a classic, like she does a doctor's style speech and she's all like scares the Daleks off pretty much. Spoilers. Yeah. But it was good. But it was good. What would Um, you rate it out of? I think we're still saying 13. Because the 14 stuff hasn't come out yet, has it? No. But I think I give it, I mean, it was quite good. It was compelling. Like it was a lot of like, like, what would you call it? Like, relationship stuff. Yeah. Like, because the big threat's kind of gone. And so, the after the Daleks is like, what other threats? How do we band together and the world's over, but we can't really rebuild and all that kind of stuff. So, I think I'm going to give it a 10. Mm. But it, it's, it's worth a listen. Two and a half hours didn't really feel like two and a half hours. I just listened to it in the car and... Went for a walk and all that kind of stuff. Is it like one two and a half hour thing, or is it broken up into? I think it's broken down into three like chapters. Right. So. Very cool. Pretty good. There's Big Ben in the background. Oh, there's Varga plants in it as well. Is it really? There's, Var- there's mentions of Varga plants and the. That's the, the other Vodka thing. Plants. The, the creature. You remember how there was that creature? The pet. The pet. Well, they just left it there because the Daleks were all dead. So they ha- they find the creature, and it turns out it's how they figure out how to use its. It produces something that allows it to allows them to heal the Robo Man. Oh, so it finally gets referenced again. Mm. That's cool. And there's references to other things that happened in human history that have happened in more recent episodes of the show, too. So that's right. kind of cool. There you Speaking go. Speaking of Varga plants. Go on. When was it Doctor Who? Oh, well, it's going to be the episode with the vodka plants. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Um, all right, you ready? Because last time you just gave me Dark Knight quotes for no reason. No, but this is now it's always Doctor Who. But you need to say when it happened and I think who said it. Because we're running out of other quotes to talk about. True. I'll pick a different one because I don't want you to do... Because it was a vodka It was a vodka play one. (laughs) But it's going to be... He gave me a gun. He extracted my tooth. What more do you want? Oh, yes. That's the Cowboys. (laughs) Is it called uh, the Cowboys? It's the Cowboys. <laughs> Doctor Who are the Cowboys. Uh, I'm trying to think what it was called. The Gunslingers. It's called the Gunfighters. The Gunfighters. And I called the when Damn we did the recording for everyone at home. Um, I named it the Gunslingers because I couldn't remember the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't be possibly gone because it was one of those ones where it was not a good episode. No, there was a lot of weird stuff about it. To start with, the Doctor having his tooth extracted. All right, Alex. I think we should get to today's episode. Yes. 
Episodes. Episodes. Multiple. Now, it's a six-parter, so we're going to do three and three. Yep. So, what's the name? The Faceless Ones. The Faceless Ones. And how did we watch it? Together. On DVD. what format? <laughs> Blu-ray. On Blu-ray. Excuse me while the train passes. <laughs> um, so, this is a fairly recent animation. Mm-hmm. It's got the new logo and everything. And you were like, what's that? And I was Whoa! Like, it's a new logo. This is way too much action for what I've seen so far. So... There was a thing... <laughs> a thing moved briefly on the screen and I was like, Whoa! Calm down, Doctor Who! You know, I think we had some questions initially because we weren't sure about... I mean, really what was going on. But... But that's how it's meant to play out. Yes. It's meant to gain your interest and be like, oh, this is Ooh, strange. Why are they running away from the policeman? Yeah. Why did the doctor say scatter? And then they all ran in opposite directions. <laughs> or three of them went in one direction and Ben went in another. Yeah, let's slightly scatter. Ben, you let the policeman follow you. Unless he was just saying to Ben, hey, you scatter and we're all going this <laughs> way. <right>. Get lost, <laughs> loser. <laughs> um, You're neither a woman nor with a kilt. So get away. So in the opening scene, the TARDIS lands on an airstrip. Yeah, this thing is not smart. It keeps landing in bad <laughs> places. Um, and I've got here the date because I think we want to know what year it was set in. Right. But it's set in uh, Gatwood Airport. That was pretty obvious, Gatwick. 20th of July, 1966. So kind of like real time for when it came out. Yeah. So the rele- it was released on the 8th of April, 1967. So it was set the previous oh, year. So it was set in the past. Yeah. One year. By one year. <laughs> yes. So um, they land. So I was confused initially... And then for the rest of it. <laughs> well, we're only halfway through. Maybe it all gets resolved. No, I... I um... But I do like that because can I just say, Doctor Who sometimes, so far, it probably changes as TV evolved over the decades. But it so often it's just like, this is the thing. Here's the bad guy. Here's the plan. This is why it's bad. But this was pretty close to that, though. I mean, yeah. I know there's still some mystery because we haven't seen all six episodes. Yeah. But it was a, still a bit like, um, like doc, like modern day Doctor Who. Right. There's normally a cold open, and it's like I'm the bad guy planning my thing, or it's like two people walking down the street, and then one of them gets kidnapped, and the other <laughs> one's like ah oh, runs off into the darkness, and then the Doctor like turns up after the title credits so this just felt a bit more like like why are they there you know I, I just don't understand they landed on an airstrip and they got out of the, air, the box and then they saw a plane and they ran and in Rollins I think the smart thing would have been just to talk to the policeman rather than run away at all well I think Yes, I agree. I think partly why they ran is because the Scotsman was scared because he's from the past. And he's like, away, a metal bird. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, he says says a flying beastie. He says flying beastie. A flying beastie. That's better. Not really. I mean, you got Scottish in your blood, so that's easier for you. Well, kind of, yeah. I don't know. He's not Scottish, though, remember? We looked it yes, up. Yes, Michael. Well, no, not Michael Craze. That's the other one. Fraser Hines. He's just kind of saying things <laughs> vaguely in a Scottish accent. Where's his uh, bagpipes? That's what he needs. No, that's fine. Him and recorder. Oh, we had no recorded so far. Not yet. Oh, it's coming, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Now, before we get too deep, we watched three episodes. Episode one of this is real. Yes. Uh, so, well, hang on. As in shot on real cameras, not real life. Like it's film, they're, they're real people. Yes. And episode two is animated, and episode three is back to being real. Yeah. But four, five, six are all animated, by the way. So we got all the real stuff. Out of the way. And it looked much better. I think we lose so much of Patrick Trowden's, like acting yeah. in that animation. Now, that's nothing against the animators. They're just kind of, like, working with the sound they have. Of course. But his, like, they should do better, is what I'm saying. But... <laughs> the, the, but Patrick Chow, when you actually see him... He's you know, quite he, physical. Yeah, and even when he's, like, 
sitting still doing a thinking face. His face is like he's so thinking. You know what I mean? Like you can see all he the thinking. So thinking. You can see all the thinking that's happening. And even like Ben running about, like he looks more it just everything looks like it makes more sense. Yes, yes, it does. And there's none of that awkward like everyone standing around while there's a sound effect kind of happening. Now we'll talk about sound effects too. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> but um Thanks for our sponsors. I think the um I think the real episodes look much better than the animated. Well, how about the guy in the airport who just had a permanent smile on his face like a creepy man? You know what it reminded me of? I wrote it down. It reminded me of, like, you know, those point-and-click adventures, like, yes. on old computers. And you'd have some people in the back, and they're like... Just a, like just with a, just a frozen kind of face. <laughs> and you could, you could go up there and talk to them, and it'd just be like... They're like, oh, hello, sir. Like, you know, like, they'd, they'd hold that facial expression. Yeah. You just look like one of those, like, a broken sword. I don't know if you play that game, but broken sword. Or, like, um, what's the monkey one? Monkey Island. Monkey that, Island. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Have you seen on The Big Bang Theory where Sheldon tries to smile? That's what it looked like. It did look like that. Real creepy, like, ooh, pulled back sort of a face. But why did they animate it that way? Just animate it without the teeth and you would have looked like a normal person. I'm And I'm deciding whether the image in the TV for our thumbnail should be that, or just a zoom in of that guy's <laughs> face, or the one where they're in the photo booth and they look at the camera to smile. Oh, yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> but, yeah. It's really good. I haven't decided yet. So, they scatter, because the doctor says, scatter. Yeah. Um, and one of them does. Well, one, one policeman sees them. Sees the four of them. So that's and the, why. And the doctor says scatter. And they all run. Well, Ben runs in one direction. The other three run in the other direction. I actually think the doctor and Jamie are, all stay pretty close. Mm-hmm. Polly kind of goes on her own because she sees something. Yep. And Ben... I don't think we see Ben for a little while. Because no. I remember... Which is weird because he's the one that the policeman then chases after. Yeah. Why doesn't he get caught first? He was busy that whole time. They just kept running laps around the airport. Wow. Because um, I remember we were sitting we were sitting on the lounge and, uh, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes in, um, Ben's back. And I was like, oh, like I forgot Ben was in this. That's right. He just disappeared for ages. But uh, good. I mean, at the moment, he's the most planned character. And it's not his fault, but you have the Doctor... A Scotsman who wears a kilt and it looks insane. Yeah. And a blonde woman. Now, I'm getting a little bit... And I think this comes up towards the end of Patrick Howden's time. But I'm getting a little bit tired of Scotsmen from the past being a bit, like, bewildered by everything that's in the present. (laughs) Like, I know, like, he's from wherever he's from... And seeing a plane is probably quite full on. Yes. But he's seen a few things now. Yeah, exactly. So, I think he... I know he's probably, like... He should probably reflect how the Doctor... Like, the Doctor wasn't like, we're in danger. So, he should probably also be like, I guess this is just a thing. Yeah. But, you know, also, I don't know how I'd react if I went from this time to, like, 3022 or something. And there was... A flying beastie. A flying beastie. It's starting to wear thin a little bit. That's yeah. All. But you've also told me he's one of the longest serving companions, so I bet it happens a lot more. I think he... I think he loses that a bit. I think he starts to go, like, I'm here. I'm here for it. Okay. I hope. Um, everyone runs. The commandment is a Commandant. Guy. Commandant. Actually, it is a weird name. It's not Commandment, but is it Commandant? Commandant. The Commandant is like, why is there a box in the middle of the runway? And they very easily move the box away. Yeah, which Which is strange, isn't it? Because every other time people try to mess with it, they get hurt or they can't do anything. I think they moved before. Didn't they move it in the, the Ark? You know when they were in the Ark in space? Oh, yes. And they brought the box inside. Yes. I think the box... Even though it's got a big dimension space inside, 
I think it's still the same weight as a regular police phone box on the outside. And I suppose they didn't try to go in, so it, was, it wasn't going to hurt them. No, that lock didn't melt or get stolen or anything. Yeah. Remember those things that happened? Yes. <laughs> that key. The key. That Susan has. Well, she doesn't, but... The ground has it. The ground has it. I still think that would be a cool thing to come back. I think it could still come back. I think before Carolyn Ford, you know, I think before she dies, they should she should come back for like, I don't know, one episode, just like a special thing. Yeah, but or she could come back and regenerate into another person. Well, yes, because if she's the same species as the Doctor, which we still don't know, well, you might know more than me, then she should, right? I mean, I know more than you, but yeah. What if she regenerated into someone... Maisie Williams. I saw a thing on uh, on the internet that was like, Maisie Williams should be the Doctor's granddaughter. Yeah, Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I was going to say, why don't they make her slightly older and the Doctor slightly younger and then they fall in love? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> And then she's her own granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and William Russell too. He should. I mean, I, I was. I'm still blown away that he came back for that one little. He's like 98 years old now. Yeah. And he was like, "Excuse me." And you're like, "Oh my gosh, it's William Russell." So he's good. I mean, if they're gonna do it, they better do it soon. He's 98. I mean, he came. He said one line in that last episode. Is that because that's all they could do? And then he's like, "Get me my." Well, he sat there, you know, in the circle with all the other companions, right? And they were all just having a chat. So there's only really one line that he said audibly to camera, (laughs) but then he was he was just in the mix, right? Because they all got like a little bit of a, hey, remember me. Like, Mel, I think, was like, how many of us are there? And then uh, Joe was like, we're going to need a lot of... This is gonna, we're going to be here for quite a while. And everyone was like... <laughs> and then Graham was like, I'm going to talk first because I'm the most recent. And then everyone was like, hey, Ace. Graham and Ace. Grace. It's their couple name. I just made it up then. Except I think Graham's dead wife is named Grace. Oh. <laughs> oh. This got really dark. Hang on a sec. He lived in Sheffield with his wife Grace and her grandson Ryan. Following the death of his wife, Graham chose to travel with the doctor as a way of coping with his grief. It's quite sad. But then, he's quite glad. Not about the dying, not about the wife dying part, <laughs> but I think he was like, did the whole, my wife wouldn't want me to just sit in my home and be all sad. I'll go save planets. And he did good. What were we talking about? What's this episode called again? The Faceless Ones. <laughs> okay, so Polly is hiding from a policeman. She goes into a hangar. Chameleon Tours is what's on the hangar door. Right. She goes in there. And she sees a man get shot with a gun. A gun. What kind of gun? A ray gun. A ray gun. Except it's it's an ray gun. It's an. The <gasps> <laughs> conspiracies are real, but it's it's is it a ray gun or is it a, a freezing I it gun? Like, I thought it looked like a water pistol, but it turns out it electrocutes them. That's what happens. Oh, but it made the doctor cold. Oh no, that was the mist. No, the mist made the doctor cut. Okay. It's a ray gun that shoots electricity, so it's an electric gun. Because there was no... There's no, like, visible shot coming out. Yep. It's just a, a, a Dalek... Kind of Dalek light effect. Yes, yeah. But the colour kind of gets inverted, and then he falls over. Yep. And chars him. Like, you see all the char yeah. that's on him because he's been electric. And his clothes, you can see it too. And then we have the most reoccurring, like problem for this which is so Polly goes into it the, the guy leaves he goes into his office the, the Polly comes over and she checks on the guy for a moment 
and they know she's there because they have a camera in the room. Yeah. And that comes up again and again and again <laughs> and again. There's so many times where people are standing in that hangar and they're just like, oh, there's people in our hangar. Yeah. <laughs> so just- Every time they try to move a body or put a body somewhere, they're like, where are those people coming <laughs> from? We're just trying to like kidnap a bunch of young, pe- young people. Yeah. Kidnap a bunch of young people. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. So. This would sound so confused to anyone who hasn't seen this episode. No. But Polly gets kidnapped then. Yes, because they don't want her to tell other people. Well, no. Wait. Sorry, I said that back. Polly leaves. Oh, this she is runs off. She gets kidnapped later. Yeah. But she comes across Jamie and the doctor. And she's like, I've seen someone being murdered. And they're immediately like, let's go investigate. Mm-hmm. Which I guess... Is kind of like what the doctor does, but you know they have no real context for anything. So they go back to the bodies still there. Yes, and the doctor does a bit of investigating, and then they decide they should go find someone in authority. Mm-hmm. So they leave, but as they're leaving, they're walking single file. As you do when you're walking with friends. Oh, yeah. The doctor, the ja- um, the doctor Jamie and Polly, yeah. single file, and then s- someone just grabs Polly and then uses this device to, like, paralyze her. Mm-hmm. And the doctor and Jamie get going. Yeah. And it's not for quite a while. <laughs> That's right. Before they realize, hey, you know that, wo- that token <laughs> woman we have with us? She's gone. I hadn't thought about that, but in this hardest thing... There's three men and a woman. Yeah. Which I don't think... Happens that much? Uh, again, no, normally it's like the doctor and a, and a woman. Or the doctor and a, a couple. couple. Yeah. I mean, there was... Oh, no, there was an even split at the beginning as well. So, in the latest season with Jodie Whittaker... Mm-hmm. I she's the woman. She's, she is a woman. Yaz is, I guess, her main companion. So, Yaz is a woman. Ryan and Graham. So there's four of them in there. Two men, two women. So, even split. I don't know. I just thought it's interesting. Yeah. But it doesn't normally happen that much. Like, it's normally like the doctor and one other person, as opposed to the doctor and a group of people. Yeah. Polly's kidnapped, and then we Ben turns up. He finds the doctor and the Scotsman. So, the Doctor and Jamie find someone to talk to about this. And the Commander... Commandment? What do we say his name is? Commandant. Commandant is like, hey, what's the story here? Yeah. And they're like, we found a dead body. And then so they go look for the dead body. And is there a dead body? There's no dead body. There's no dead body. They're already suspicious because they're trying to work out what happened with the police box suddenly rocking up on the tarmac. And so... They know that people... They think people are pulling pranks. So when these lunatics come in and say, there's a dead body in the hangar and we don't have our passports, blah, blah, blah. They're like, ooh, suspicious. Suspicious. And so they go back and... um, The body's missing. They... Yeah, the body's missing. And the the commandant is like, this is all nonsense. You're coming with me. Mm -hmm. And back at the airport, who do they see? Polly. They see Polly. <gasps> but does she think she Polly? She does didn't. She, she, Polly? she didn't. She did not think she Polly. Her name is Michelle Lupi. 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 La Lupi. She. Her name's Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from Zurich. And she's like, I've never been to England before. And like, your English is very good. Yeah, this person with a, a very pronounced British accent. He's not from England. And that's how it ends, that's doesn't how, it? That's how the next episode starts. Oh, that's how the next episode so starts. So it ends with them being like, that's Polly. And the next episode starts with them, like, questioning her. So it switches to animation. Yes. And she's all like, I'm Polly. I don't know these people. Yeah. Leave me alone. But the two of them come across Ben, who's like, let's talk about this in a photo booth. Your favourite scene. Yes. So, um... Ben sees Polly... This Before they go to the photo booth, Ben sees Polly working at the front desk of Chameleon Tours. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we should probably work out what's going on. And the doctor at first tries to talk to her and she's like, no, nah, I'm not having it. 
get out of here. So I remember at this point, uh, the doctor and the Scotsman have run off. So yeah. the police are looking for them. That's why they have to go <laughs> and hide. Yeah. So tell, say how they ran away. Well, they ran away because the doctor quickly realizes they're going to be arrested and no one's believing what they're saying. So he says, when I say run, we run. And he says, run! <laughs> For no then, reason, as loud as possible. And the animation, they just fly past the screen pretty much. <laughs> I didn't know the flash was here. But it was said so loudly, it actually gives the people in the room a jolt. So yeah. then they see exactly what's happening. <laughs> Instead of like just sprinting off. Yeah. So they therefore have to hide. Yes. And that's why they're in the phone booth talking about what we need to do. So while they're in the... F- while they head to the phone booth, DI, Detective Inspector, Crossland, cool name, I love it, mm-hmm. he turns up and he's all like, my colleague, he was supposed to be here. Because as we found out, the dead body in the hangar was a policeman, <gasps> was a detective. Not good. Not... <laughs> You shouldn't kill police. You shouldn't kill police. Just regular Other people civilians, are yeah. It's perfectly within the law. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Doctor Ben and Jamie are in a phone booth. Now they We keep saying phone booth, photo booth. Phone booth. Why do we keep saying phone booth? It's photo booth. The photo booth thing. Because no one uses phone booths anymore. That's so dumb. We've just said phone booth for no reason about 12 times. It's a photo booth. It's one I'm of those sure things. you can use a phone in the photo booth. Yeah, but that's not what it is. A phone to booth. So it's one of those ones where you go in and you take your little photos and you get your little slip of photos and you pretend that that wasn't a waste of time. Um, so they're standing in there side by side. Yeah, very Facing cool. front. <laughs> and they're just talking about the situation. And making a plan. They're like, one of us should keep an eye on the desk and one of us should do this. They're like, Ben, no one's really seen Ben, even though he ran away from policemen. So maybe he should go to the hangar and do some investigationing. And some investigationing. Yeah. yeah. With Ryan Shelton. Do you remember that? It's from Rove Live. Don't worry about it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> and no. A woman walks up to the photo booth. Yes. Because she's like looking in because she wants to use it. And they're like, oh no, we have to look like we're using this properly. And they all (laughs) smile at camera. (laughs) And the camera takes a photo. (laughs) Which is not how it works. (laughs) And this is where we meet Samantha. Samantha. Um, Which I think is like a slight, a little bit of a love interest for the Scotsman. The Scotsman. And I think uh, the Scotsman and Samantha would make a good TV show. If it was called that? Yeah. Can I also say, too, <laughs> I feel like the animation did her dirty because in the animation, you're like, oh, this is an odd-looking middle-aged woman. Her mouth was too big yes. for her face. And there's lots of... There's lines and, and her eyes look pretty dark. And then we get to episode two, which is real. Episode three. Sorry, yes, episode three. She just looks like a normal person. Well, she's actually a nice-looking young woman. Yeah. Who doesn't look like a 50-year-old tramp. <laughs> well, I don't know why they did her so dirty in I the think, animation. I think the thing that freaked me out more was the fact that in the animation... So, she talks quite quickly and... Like, she's... Because she's looking for her brother. Yes. So, obviously, she's a bit, in a bit of a panic. Her brother was on the Chameleon Tours. And so... She's talking quite quickly, but her mouth is just too big for her head. <laughs> in the animation. In the animation. Yes. In the animation. Yes. When she's a real person, she looks like a perfectly lovely real person. Yes. But in the animation, her and her head just remains still and her mouth is just going crazy. So it's just a little bit much. Yes. Um, so she's talking to Polly about yes. her brother that's missing. Because Polly's at the front desk of the Chameleon Tours. Yes. And this is where it all starts to come together. Because mm. we start to hear about the postcards. And the reason why the inspector was killed at the start was because he discovered postcards. Yep. And what happens is um, she asks Polly, like, my brother was supposed to be in Rome and I got this postcard, but I don't know what's happened to him. And she does a little bit of like a... She like brushes her off. So Polly's like, no, no, no. He landed. But he just, you know, did what he did. Yeah. He's probably just living it up in Rome. 
you should go home. I'm sure he'll turn up. Yes. Well done, everyone. <laughs> Good plan. And so she sits down next to Jamie and he's all like, oh, like she's all like, oh my gosh, this person sucks. Yeah. And he's like, I know a person who can help. The doctor turns up and Jamie's like, this is Samantha. I miss out a little bit about Ben. You, know, you want to talk about Ben? Ben arrives in the hangar and opens a packing case to find the real Polly sitting in a trance. He tries to call the commandment and... Commandant. Don't care. Let's stop caring now. Let's, let's call the commander. Commander. He tries to call the commander. Yes. And then what? He gets frozen the way Polly is. Yes. And then there's, an, there's a lovely... We should probably point this out... There's some lovely music in these episodes. Yes. So every time one of these guys who's obviously involved in this weird organization, the Chameleons, yes. says something evil, the camera zooms in on them and it plays like a... And sometimes... It's more like a... I think it's like a high-pitched... Yes. But there's also just times where one of the guys... Normally a bad guy, but yep. in this case, Ben... Yes just looks at the camera and that sound plays. And I was like, oh. But there's also a time when it's just at the end of a con- reg- basic conversation. Yeah. And, you went, and we were like, wait, we missed something evil there. But well, we wasn't. didn't. It was just a regular conversation. And then after Ben gets frozen, he's just kind of sitting there like a puppet, face, like looking down at the ground with his head off to the side. <laughs> and the camera zooms in on him and plays the eerie music as if he said something evil. Nope. Just there. Um, oh, good times. So, the doctor went and met Samantha, and then he says to Jamie, you stay here, and you look at, watch that kiosk. I'm going to go to the hangout and do some... Sleuth. Some, some sleuthing, because Ben hasn't come back, so I'll go do that. Mm-hmm. So, he goes into the hangar, and he sees another box... And he opens that box and body. It's a is another person. I can't remember the guy's name. I think his name was Meadows. He was an investigator. Oh yes, yes, yes. He's he's found the guy that the other inspector is looking for. Yeah, we're gonna have to circle back to something after this as well. Okay, just so you know, there is a lot of plot points going on at once. Yes, there's so much happening. <laughs> um. And there's many, the doctor hears a voice that's like, save me, I'm trapped or whatever. Mm. And so the doctor goes into the room and then suddenly... Door closes. Door closes. Well, a big wall comes down. Yeah, so we can't even get to the door. And then gas starts coming out of the wall, which I thought was... The doctor says later it was gas, but I thought just because he started to get really, really cold, I thought he was being frozen. Yeah. I thought it was going to be sleeping gas... And he just passed out, but he, like, visibly has, f- like, frost on him. Yeah. It was weird. I thought it would be frost. Now. Now. We forgot something. That's fine, because this happens a lot. Because we're just talking. We're, we're just, just, having, just, having, a we're good just having a good time. Now, we've seen some beings morph into other people. So... As the audience, yes. I mean, the characters in the show aren't aware, like the good guys in the show aren't aware of this yet, but it looks like there's some species of humanoid creature mm-hmm. that's stealing the identities of these people. Yeah. And then gain passports and being like, I'm a different person. But if you're going to be a different person, why do you need to steal that person's face? What do you mean? Is that what they're doing? So they stole Polly's face, right? Yeah. But they didn't say, I'm Polly. They didn't use that to anything, to any end. That's a good point. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe they will use it for an end. Maybe they just need to look like humans to do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have that thing at the front of your kiosk being like, come to our tours. And weird lizard man with like no eyes. Yeah, they look really <laughs> creepy. Actually, we've only seen them in animation form so far. We saw that arm of one. Yeah. For reals. Yeah. And, yeah, in animation we saw one, we've seen one kind of, like, morph into another person. Yep. Episode three. Episode three. 
Oops. And we're back to... Real people. Real people. And this is where we realise, hey, they did that woman pretty bad in the animation. Yeah, like, she looks like a normal person, because she's like, Jamie, we should go do something. We can't watch this kiosk the whole time. Yeah. And he's all like, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> go on. <laughs> and she's like, come on. And he's like, all right. So they go. Yeah, he just standing in a normal voice says, all right. <laughs> all right. Samantha convinces Jamie to go with her. Mm-hmm. The doctor finds a st- is, talks to the com- commander, commander because he's found one of those pens that paralyzes people. Yes. And so he shows him how it works on a rando. I mean, like, he doesn't do it to the person. He does it to their, like, cup, cup which but- makes them run away. But you realise he chose that person because that's not a real person. No, that's true. That's one of the doppelgangers. So he's proving that they know what it is and they've run off. The Doctor demonstrates the pen-like freezing device with, and it says this, Meadows. It puts it in inverted commas. Oh. Like, it's not the real person. Oh. Well, I guess Meadows isn't the inspector then, is he? Meadows runs off as the Doctor fires the device at the China Cup. Meadows is holding, rending it, frozen solid. And then it falls to the ground and breaks. Yeah. Samantha finds an envelope full of signed postcards and so this is where they kind of start to put it all together mm-hmm. so they figure out like the doctor and Samantha and Jamie like separately I think they kind of figure it out and they come together later that Chameleon Tours and they see it they see it at the kiosk too they give the postcards to people before they get on their flight so they can send the postcards home from those locations after they've already kidnapped those people. Yes. So cancer is like, sign this, make it like, be like, I'm enjoying myself in Hawaii or whatever. Yep. And then the the plane, they they all get on the plane and then they suddenly everyone disappears because of technology somehow. Yep. And the chameleon tours, people send those postcards to their loved ones to be like hey I've arrived everything's all good yeah I think I would find it suspicious if I was given a postcard to fill out before I've left I wouldn't sign it yeah like, are you gonna kidnap me <laughs> that would, that's not my first <laughs> that's thought that's what my thought would be now though yes <laughs> alright so Crossland went on the plane yes to be like I need to talk to, to Blade Captain Blade Captain Blade um, Who and that's, is a doppelganger man. Yes. So they have a bit of a conversation. They're like, check out this plane's like, it's safe as, you know. And then he goes into the pilot's cockpit. cockpit. They're immediately like, you're not going anywhere. Here's my ray gun. Here's my ray gun. My water pistol. <laughs> um, and then... He's there. They show him what how like what happens, hmm. and so everyone's just sitting in the plane enjoying themselves, and then gone, gone. But they do the they they do the Bond villain thing of showing what's going on instead of just having him tied up there, helpless. Just shoot him. Yeah, just shoot him. That's a good <laughs> point. Or disappear him. Who cares? Yeah, but I guess sometimes you gotta let those things go because you know you know what you're doing with here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's like any time when you read a comic book or something, and it's just like, you know, or like, you know, like Batman, like the Joker ties him up and he's all like, I'm amazing. And Batman's just like, oh, like, just kill me. But that gives him Batman time to be like, I'm going to use my trusty cable cutters for my utility belt or whatever. Quick, Robin, get the, get the back cutters. So, yeah, the Doctor and Jamie are in that room and they discover some things. And then, as they're walking out, Spencer, who's one of the bad guys, can see him on their screen again, because of the cameras, <laughs> and activates this device that was planted on the doctor's back. It makes him fall over. Yes. And uh, the people on the plane disappear, and it's the end. We're halfway. Anyway, that was good. I mean, this is good... I, yeah, I would be interested to see how it ends. I'm liking it better than some of the more recent stories with this Doctor. I think it has a weak start, and then it gets better. I agree. Yeah. I like the concept of just, like, this weird alien group at an airport just being like, stealing hey, teenagers. Yeah, or young people. They're specifically oh, teenagers. We've been, yeah. yeah. 
This is eight. They specifically actually say if you're between eighteen and twenty-five, <laughs> even is it for you? <laughs> Maybe they got some, uh, you know, bad feedback about Susan being with a man, and they're like, we should clarify this from now on. <laughs> well, I guess you wouldn't go on like a trip on your own if you're younger than eighteen. Probably, in, like you, if they, if you're like before. I go to uni I'm going to take a gap year and go to blah 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 hmm. like you would do that in your late teens early 20s yeah alright well done everyone mm-hmm. um if you do you have anything else to add nope do you like uh bread <laughs> you know bread's weird because when you toast bread's cooked right yeah. when you toast it you cook it more actually you're burning it so it's really dough twice cooked Ooh, you could put that on a menu. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is fancy. And then it's just a piece of bread toast. No, it's very everyone. Yeah. Um, if you like the episode, what, what should I do if I like the episode? Uh, give yourself a pat on the back. And then you should go to our social medias and be like, hey, soop, soop. you should review us also <laughs> on like iTunes and Spotify and all of those streaming platforms. Yeah. Um, you should... Tell like, someone. You should tell someone, shout it at their face. Um, you should like yeah. our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter. Yep. Um, Instagram. Instagram. TikTok. Yeah, but that's not updated as much. MySpace. All of those. All of those. Uh, all the links for those are underneath the episode. You know, Some of them are. Tree. There's also a link tree that's got everything. There is. And um, send us an email if you like us. Yeah. Or if you have I a question. I haven't checked emails lately. I do. And I lied. I haven't. But I will. <laughs> I will check them. And if you have a question for us or a statement about what you think of our podcast, anything, we will talk about it on the show. We just have you just have to send us an email: thefanandthefool at gmail dot com. I should have a look at. I'll look at it after. I'll see how we're going. Yeah. But uh, thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. What are you doing? Reversing the polarity of the ultrasonic screwdriver's power source. Reverse the polarity. Reverse. Reverse. Reverse the planet. I just reversed the polarity. I just reversed the polarity. Reverse. Reverse. Reverse the planet. Reverse the polarity. Reverse the polarity of the neutron. Reverse. Reverse. Reverse the polarity. Reverse. Reverse the planet. Reverse the polarity.